Good morning, church. Thank you for joining us this morning. A couple things uh, to get started here. As always, uh, we encourage you, if you're not in a small group already, uh, to get connected in one. Uh, There are a lot of different options. They meet every single week. Uh, We've even got online options. Uh, Zoom group just started this past uh, week with their book, The End of Me. And uh, if you're interested in that book, we've got a couple extra books. If you'd like to join that group, just uh, see me by the office over here afterwards, and I'll be sure to get you a book. Uh, But we've got tons of other groups, so if you're interested in that, you can go to guest services afterwards. There'll be a volunteer there to answer any questions you might have about a small group of people. Uh, We've got the annual picnic happening here uh, next weekend, uh, October 29th. Uh, We are going to be serving Raising Cane's chicken tenders as well as some bone-in chicken, and uh, we're excited for that. So uh, join us next week. Uh, We are doing it potluck style, so if your last name begins with A through L, uh, be sure to bring a side. Last names M through Z bring a dessert, and uh, we will have some games and stuff afterwards to uh, play after we're done eating. So stick around for that as well, and uh, we hope to see everyone next weekend after service for that. Uh, This past weekend, we started taking up uh, collections for the trick-or-treat outreach. Uh, You can give cash and check to the Tide Jug Ministry to cover costs for some extra pizza and candy. You can also bring in physical candy like some of you have and drop it in this bucket right over here. If you want to get involved more than that and be a volunteer, you can sign up right over here on the clipboard on that table, and you can circle one of the time slots to be able to go down there and help us hand out this pizza and candy on Halloween night. So uh, if you have any questions about that, just find me afterwards, and I'll be sure to answer any questions you might have about the trick-or-treat outreach. We're in week nine of this Ephesians series. There's only 10 weeks, so we are wrapping up very quickly. Uh, so week nine, we're talking about how to walk with Jesus, and uh, sometimes that means we have to take some baby steps. Let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, let's uh, let's start thinking forward. Think think about good thoughts in the future. Forward thinking, getting past our past. Let's find a Bible. Go to Ephesians chapter five. We're going to read the first seventeen verses. We'll put it on the screen, or you can follow with your smartphone device. Uh, you can check notes and fill in if you like to do that with a piece of paper. Uh, write it in. But we're really looking at what it means to love God and love people. That takes baby steps. It begins with baby steps. Matthew 22, I'm going to read it during communion. Some of the disciples, followers of Jesus says, Hey, what really is the most important verse in the Bible? Jesus hesitated. And then he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's the most important verse in the whole Bible. And he said, I'll tell you something else. The second verse is a lot like it. Love your neighbor, love people as you love yourself. Love God, love people. Most important two verses or words in the Bible, loving God, loving people. So that's where we start with this forward thinking. How do we love God more and how do we love people more? Sometimes uh, people can be difficult. Sometimes we're difficult. And so it's tough. 
sometimes to find this energy and desire, motivation, ability that we can love God more and love people more. But it is possible, and that's the goal. That's what we're talking about. We're going to read it together. And this letter that Paul has written to the early church called Ephesians, it's part of this section in the Bible called the prison epistles where Paul was writing letters during a two-year house arrest where he couldn't go anywhere because he was sharing good news about Jesus, that Jesus really is for everybody. The religious authorities said, we don't want you talking about that anymore. They had, they had Paul put under house arrest for two years. But during this period of two years, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, Paul begins to write letters to encourage people to love God more and love people more and find this ability to do it collectively, like a church, like us. And that's why we have this tide jug sitting over here. That's why we help people. Because Jesus would. And our, our mission is to help people like Jesus would so that we could tell them about Jesus. And that Jesus really is for them too. So when we love God more and love people more, it, it really does work. When it works, it's pretty cool. Say, pretty cool? Yeah. When we are able to do that, loving God more and loving people more, it is pretty cool. Write this down. Learning to walk with God is pretty significant in our spiritual development. If you've got a toddler, if you've got a baby, if you've got an infant, the last thing that you want to have your pediatrician, pediatric doctor, or nurse tell you is, your child's, your child's not catching up quick enough on the chart. The developmental stages of growing a baby into a toddler, into an a person that can actually walk and crawl and then run. The last thing you want your doctor to tell you, your pediatrician, is you're behind. Some of us are behind a bit when it comes to, you know, being a person who follows God and follows Jesus and who is able to love God more and love people more. But it all starts with baby steps. So how do I get started again? How do I do that? We're going to look at that. It's taking baby steps with God every day that we get a little better at loving God and loving people. Say amen. amen. You, can, you can catch that. You can reach that. Let's read it. Here's three ideas that Paul gives the early church in Ephesus who had been invited to the Jesus party, the people who were Gentile outsiders. Now because of Jesus' death on a cross, they were included like you and I. We're included too. We're, we're all included. John 3.16, Billy Graham was right. For God so loves everybody, even people like us. It is true. Sometimes we doubt ourselves, and sometimes we doubt that God could ever be like so-and-so. Like, they're just crazy. Like, I can't live with them anymore. They're just nuts. Slow down. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Love people more and love God more. Love God more, love people more. The greatest commandment. You can memorize the whole Bible, but if you don't love God more and love people more, you miss the most important point of the whole Bible. So Paul says it's like starting with baby steps all over again. Maybe that's where you need to go right now. Maybe you've been going to church a long time. Maybe you've got a long history. I've been in this church, and I've been in that church, and I've read the Bible, and I've memorized the Bible, and I've said a verse, and I've been in a small group. Maybe right now you just need to start over. 
Maybe it's just baby steps. Let's start there. Here's the first one. Learn how to walk in love. Put it down. Put it down. Even if you say, I already do. Learn how to love God more. Love people more. Let me describe it after I read it out of the Bible. I don't care if you walk or you wobble or you roll, however you got there, but do it. Love God more, love people more. Verse 1. Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children in the family of God. If you follow Jesus and you've turned yourself in, I surrender all. I have been baptized by faith through grace at baptism. I am a child of God. If you haven't done that yet, you need to do that. We're helping some people next weekend. We're going to have a baptism next weekend. We're planning a baptism next weekend, next Sunday. And we're trying to guide people into this decision. They can be in the God family and have the God family name, which is called Christian. And that it starts with baby steps. No matter how old we are, we just got to start. You got to begin your journey with God. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love. Just as Christ loved us, gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You smell good, baby. That's what he says. When you are with God and when you are loving God and loving people, you smell good. Say, smell good? And I don't mean you got it at Walgreens. I mean you got it from God. You smell good. You smell so good. God said, hmm. That smells good. You are loving me and loving people like I love you. That's what it says. Verse 1, be like God. Dearly love children and live a life of love. Even people that are hard to love. Man, you can smell better by loving people. That's how we do it. Like God loves people. Even difficult people. Just as Christ loved us, gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Verse 3, but among you don't do this. Because then you stinky. Say stinky. You stinky a little bit. But among you who are now in the family, who follow God, and Jesus is your Savior, He is your shepherd, good, good Father, I am. Holy Spirit lives in you. But among you now there must not even be this hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are just not right. They're improper for God's holy people. Now, you just don't get all this right the first day. I'm just, I hate to tell you this. You can get Jesus right, but you don't get the rest of this right the first day. You just don't. Say amen? amen. But you need to be working on it. It's like baby steps. When you're born and they bring you home from the hospital, you're not going to run a race. You're not going to be in a marathon, but you have to start somewhere. You guys, if you've been coming to church very long, if you've been watching online very long, if you've been carrying a Bible very long, you need to begin, and sometimes you need to begin again. Because this stuff isn't just automatic after you get the Jesus stuff. Jesus is immediate when we surrender all and your sins are washed away. But the rest of our righteousness and holy living is a piece of work. And you've got to do the work, man. And so he begins to describe to the people who are now inside the church and they're welcomed and doors are, you know, flown open for everybody. Like, come on in, just as you are. But when you get there, take a few notes. There are some things that 
You need to change. Because you don't smell so good. These are things that you're still dragging around and carrying around even after Jesus has forgiven us of our sin. But among you there must not even be the hint of sexual immorality, any kind of impurity, or of greed, because these are just not right. They're improper for God's holy people. Verse 4, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, coarse jesting or joking. These are out of place too. If you want to smell like God, if you want to make God say, man, you smell good. But rather, instead of these kind of things, just thank God for everything. Thank God every day. Just get up every day. If your feet hit the floor this morning and you turned over and I'm alive, say, thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Shoot, yeah. Maybe you're not rich. Maybe you don't have any hair on top of your head and you wish you did. Put a hat on there and say, buddy, I can cover it up. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Wear a hat. You know, I'm cold. I'm skinny. I, man, I don't like this weather. They'll put on another coat, preacher, and quit complaining. Quit griping. Life is lumpy. Don't be grumpy. Amen? Amen? Shoot, yeah. I should do that too. All of us should do that. Instead of these other things that our tongue gets carried away. And then it carries us away. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Every moment. For whatever you can find. Look at verse 5. Learning how to love God more and love people more. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, thinking more about himself than he is others, or thinking about God, you're just thinking about yourself, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ, even if you do go to church. Ouch, but it's true. You can go to church all your life, but if you're not loving God more and loving people more, you ain't got it right yet. I'm telling you, it's the truth. It's the honest to goodness truth, and it's baby steps, but you got to sometimes, you got to take some more steps. So you can be sure. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath, anger, judgment. Yep. Yeah comes on those who are disobedient. So I want to have some more forward thoughts. and don't, I don't want to get stuck in the past again, get past my past. That's what this whole book of Ephesians has been about. We'll review it next week as we wrap up 10 weeks. I'll review a bit of all 10 weeks next, next time. But for today, let's just talk about loving God and loving people like God loves people. Verse 1, it says, be imitators of God in the NIV. The new, uh, the new King James Version says, be followers of God. Verse 1, fundamentals of our spiritual life and baby steps. A foundation to begin with is a better understanding of what it means to love God and love people. It means we have to imitate God and we have to follow God's lead and how we love people that are sometimes difficult to love. That's the assignment. Okay, fundamental, basic things, verse 1, about loving God and loving people, loving God more, loving people more. It begins by this verse 1, NIV, imitating God, or New King James Version, translation, followers of God. That's the instruction and assignment that we're given. You and I are supposed to mimic, imitate 
two Greek words here, mimetai, mimetase. One means to mimic or imitate. The other means to mime or mimic. That's where it starts, baby steps. Baby steps doesn't start that you get wet all over and dive into baptistry and say, now I'm done. No, you're not done. You're just started. You just got born. That's where you start. That's baby steps. Baby steps that come next are that we grow our faith deeper so that we might imitate and follow God, that we might mimic God. That's what verse 1 says, that we might mimic or mime, mimeti, mimetase, be more like God in our actions and our behavior and our words and in our heart. We are children of God. We should begin to resemble our Father, our good, good Father. Say amen? amen. Yeah, that's baby steps. So chapter 4, verse 32 tells us at the end, if you got your Bible in your hand, you can flip back there. Verse 32 at the end of chapter 4, he says, how, how do you do that? How do you mimic God? What's that look like? And chapter 4, verse 32 says you've got to be kind and forgiving and compassionate. Kind, compassionate, and forgiving. Are you doing that? Are you kind and compassionate and forgiving to everybody? God is. Are you mimicking and imitating? Are you a mime? Are you acting like God whenever you can? Are you doing that? Because that's what it really means to imitate God. Or do you pick sides? Nope, I'm over here and you sit over there. You get in the back. I'm driving. You're not driving. I don't want, I don't want you to boss me no more. You got to stop it. Say stop it. You got to do what God does, and it is that we mimic God's behavior and our actions and attitude. That's the first assignment. And taking baby steps that we're children of God, that we mimic God, it says be kind, compassionate, and forgiving. Verse 1, chapter 5 says we got to love people more. We got to try harder. Say try harder. Dear God, I bet it is very hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in our family, and I can never do it. Amen. Nan. Say amen. amen. Yeah, I don't know if you've got four in your family or two in your family, or maybe you're the only one in the family. You don't even like yourself today. I don't know. But it ain't easy. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this is a hard thing to do, but it's all baby steps. God is love. Learn how to mimic and imitate God more. Walk and talk in love. John chapter 15, look at that verse. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, that's good. Keep that Bible in your hand. Keep reading that Bible. Yeah, that's good. Keep listening to that preacher. Yeah, that's good. Keep, keep coming to church and gathering in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's good. Get in a small group. Yeah, all that's good. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's command and remain in His love. I love you. Are you going to love me back? Are you going to make this the kind of relationship that's a healthy relationship? I'm loving you. I'm keeping my end of the bargain. Are you going to keep yours? It's not easy. It's not easy because we're not God. We're not Jesus, and nobody gets it right all the time. Favoring God who's a good, good father, imitating God, mimic and mime God. That's baby steps. That's where we start. Six areas where we can begin to monitor and measure how we're doing. Jot these down. Three of them have to do with the heart. 
Three of them have to do with the tongue. You got to start doing something about your heart. Your heart issues. Your heart's not right, buddy. You're holding a grudge. You're mad at something. You're mad at some group. You're mad at somebody. You want to take baby steps and grow your love for God and for people. You got to deal with your heart issues and you got to own it. It's your own problem. You got to, you and God got to work it out. It's, there's six here. Three of them have to do with the heart. Three of them have to do with the tongue. Here we go. Jot these down real quick. Loving God more, verse 3, verse 4. He starts by saying, this is a heart issue. This is not just a pornography issue. This is a heart issue. This is not just because you can't find even commercials that don't have some kind of pornography these days. It's not about that. There's plenty of temptation all around us every day in the world that we live in. I get it. It has always been. Temptations are everywhere when it comes to our sexuality. But this is a real heart issue, brother, that you and I have to work on. It's baby steps, and if you don't, it's going to capture you. It's going to be a trap for you. And you're not going to get very far in loving God more and loving people more if you don't deal with this. So Paul says to the church who used to be outside the church and just found Jesus and stepped inside and they don't know what they got into. Maybe you don't know what you got into. You love God and you love Jesus and you're glad you're not going to go to hell. So I turn myself in. I'm a sinner. I surrender all. But then I don't know what's coming next because, man, I'm a mess. My life's a mess. My heart and my attitude is a mess. So Paul starts in verse 3 and says, No no hint or not even a whiff or a smell of sexual immorality. The Greek word here is pornea, and it is a Greek word which is an umbrella word for any kind of fornication, any kind of sexual activity outside of marriage. It's called sexual promiscuity. It's called anything you want to describe it that isn't in a marriage setting that God approves of. Sex without marriage is unacceptable. It's in the Bible, and you can just say whatever you want to say, and I can stop there if you want me to stop, but it's what it says. That's baby steps. You've got to start working on that in your own heart. I'm not talking about your salvation. I'm not talking about God judging you and you know, frying you like a piece of crispy bacon today because he can't. I'm saying the Bible says grow up, take some baby steps in loving God more, and it starts with these issues that are about our sexuality. And he starts in verse 3 and says, "Not even, don't even have a smell or a whiff of that. Verse 3, keep reading. Look at verse 3, part B. Not even any hint or smell of any kind of impurity. Why didn't he just say no kind of sex? Because the English is a lot different than the Greek. And so he gave us these kind of Greek terms in the Bible, which the Bible was originally written in the New Testament, which are really specific. And this Greek word here for impurity is akatharsia, which literally means unclean, impure, or contaminated. Unclean, impure, contaminated. Okay? So how far can you go with another person physically? (laughs) Good question. Without getting into deep water and embarrassing somebody. He gave us two terms here. One was don't even have a smell like you've been messing around with somebody else that you're not married to. And the second thing is, he says, I don't even want to have any kind of image or picture 
unclean and pure thoughts, if you get beyond kissing and holding hands, you better get out of the car. That's all I'm saying. We have no discipline. Amen? If you ain't married to that person and they ain't got a ring on their finger, you better get out and go buy some bubble gum or something. I'm just telling you. We are all just people. And you are going to compromise that relationship. You're going to have to take baby steps. I'm telling you, just because you got baptized and just because Jesus loves you and you love Jesus, you've got to conquer this and it takes time to conquer this. Loving God more and loving people more. That's what it says. Look at verse 3 again. No hint of greed. No hint. Don't even smell like, you know, you've been messing around with somebody. Don't even act like you've been checking out what somebody's wearing today. Like, man, that's a short dress you got on. Don't even start that kind of thinking or thought. And then finally he says, don't even have any kind of hint of greed. I thought he was talking about money, and he is. Greedy. But it's another Greek word, pleonexia. And in this context where he's writing, this kind of greed is lusting after somebody else's body. So he again gives us a word that's different than probably what you thought it was when you read it in English. All three of these have to do with sexuality. They all three have to do with the heart. And they're not things that we can conquer just because you got baptized last Sunday or next Sunday. But they are things you need to start working on in your personal life with Jesus' help and the Holy Spirit and the Bible and other people in the church. Small groups, any kind of intense lust is a problem. And the other three, so these first three have to do with the heart, and the last three I'll rifle through them pretty quick. You might say, okay, I got my ring right here. I'm okay, I cut, and I'm not looking. I'm just going to risk one eye. You know, you might say, I've got it covered, okay. I'm going to trade this eye today, you know, all right. All right, whatever you can do. How about your tongue? How's your tongue doing? Look what he says. Look at the tongue. Heart and tongue. Heart and tongue issues about baby steps. You should not have any sort of obscenity. Verse 4. Keep going. No kind of foolish talk. No kind of coarse jesting or joking. Dirty jokes. Empty kind of sleazy kind of humor. Don't work. Greek word here. Moralagia, it's foolish talk or moronic. You want it where you can reach it? Don't be a moron, all right? Don't say that anymore. You say you love God more and you love people more? Don't be some moron. Don't use those words anymore, amen? That's what he says. That's what it says. In the original language, we might make it sound like something else and give ourselves permission to use a bunch of other words and thoughts, but that ain't in the Bible. So let's don't do that. If you want to grow your faith more, it starts with this kind of baby steps, heart and tongue issues, learning how to control it better. You can't do it by yourself. You're going to need some help. God will help you, and he's with you, and he is for you, not against you. And he'll give you a chance. He'll give you a second chance, third chance, another chance. But we have to take some steps, baby steps. And we can change for the better, loving the things that God loves. He loves all kinds of people. We have to love even difficult people. Got it? Say, got it? All right, love people more. That's where it starts, baby steps. Here's the second one. It sounds a lot like it. You got to walk in love, and that sets us up for number two. You got to then walk in the light. 
Jesus is the light of the world. And you got to walk into the light instead of walking to some dark corner somewhere and getting a lot of trouble again. Verse 7, therefore do not be partners with those people, verse 6, that we just talked about, that their hearts messed up and their tongues messed up. Don't walk around with, get different friends, guys. Get different friends. I'm just telling you, don't answer the phone. Don't send a text back. Don't get in some argument. Don't do that. Therefore, do not partner with them. Verse 8, for you were once darkness yourself. But now you are light because of Jesus in the Lord. Live as children of light. Verse 9, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. That's the three things that you want to shine around. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. And that doesn't come because we got born in Cynthiana or got born in Kentucky or we got born white or black or whatever we are. It doesn't happen because we got born in this world. It happens because we are born in Jesus' name to be a better person, a better version, more like God. And find out what pleases the Lord. Make Him happy. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Shine your light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. not going to let Satan blow it out. Heck, he's already blew it out. What are you talking about? Light your fire, man. Come to church ready. Come to worship ready. Sit down in a seat and sing a song. Look at the words. Pat your foot. Pat the guy next to you. I mean, wake him up. I mean, do something. I mean, get your motor going. Come on, dude. What are you talking about? Amen? Amen. You're just going to sit on an old white chair and listen to some old guy talk to you all the time and nothing changed? Get fired up, man. That's what he says. Get in the light and get out of the darkness. Shine your light. Light up your lamp. Get it brighter in Jesus' name. Love God more. Love people more and let your light shine. Don't be pulled back into some dark corner somewhere with some kind of controversy. Don't do that. Amen? Amen. Not going to help you. Now you're getting louder. Amen. Here they come. I can hear it now. Yeah, it's the truth, but it's in the Bible. It really is. It's what he's saying to us. Therefore, don't live like that because you're now the light of the world and live a better way. Goodness, righteousness, and truth and find out what pleases God. Verse 11, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret but everything exposed by the light becomes visible ain't that the truth sooner or later everybody finds out don't they yeah i thought nobody knew are you kidding me god knows pretty soon everybody's gonna know everybody in town's gonna know your name's gonna be in the paper in a bad way everybody knows it is the truth. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible for it is light that makes everything visible. Jesus' light. That is why it said, wake up, buddy. Well, I said, buddy. He didn't say that. But wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. You ever got close to a fire? you know, campfire, and you start to smell like the smoke, you want to get close to God so that you smell like His smoke. You want to get so close, you're nearly going to catch your britches on fire. Amen? Amen. That's what He's talking about. Oh, no, I'm not going to stand way back here. I might smell, you know, I don't want smoke. I got on, get close to God. Get to where the smoke is. Get to where the fire is. Get to where it's happening and let it just draw you in. Amen? 
That's this picture. That's this image of wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ is going to shine on you. Man, what are we thinking? God wants you to be alive in Christ. He wants you to love God more and love people more and then walk in the light. Look at verse 8 in the message paraphrase. Baby steps. Baby steps. Grow up. Do it God's way. Leap and lunge into God's light, into the campfire. You groped your way through that murk once without Jesus, but no longer. You're out in the open now. You, you confess Jesus as your Savior and Lord. You were forgiven. You got a light, His Holy Spirit. The bright light of Christ makes you way plain. You go back to work on Monday and people say, what in the world is wrong with you? You're shining like you got your head in a microwave or something. What is going on? You're glowing like what's going on with you? You've been in a tanning booth or what? No, I just went to church and Jesus did something in my life like, man, I can't help but smile. It's all over my face. Say amen? amen. If you leave here today and you are grumpy, it is not my fault. The fire is lit. Amen? If you don't get some kind of something going in you and your heart, it's not my fault. It's on you. So wake up, he says, O sleeper, from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. You used to live like that old sad sack person. Life is lumpy. Don't be grumpy. Life's a cinch, inch by inch. Get it going, man, because Christ lives in us. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain. Make everybody ask you, what are you so happy about? Instead of everybody asking, what are you so sad about? So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. Amen? Amen? There's nowhere to hide in the shadows for those who really want to grow up. So grow up, Buster. Quit making excuses. Quit blaming the church you left or the church you're in. Quit blaming the guy sitting next to you or the guy that used to sit next to you. Quit blaming anybody. It is what it is. Life's a mess and we're messy and it's crazy sometimes and we're weird too. So what? God loves us. Anyway. God really is for us, and he wants us to try to get this started in the right way every day. So some rooms of our life are more brightly lighted than others. You're here today. You're all lit up. You're, you're listening to me. But man, when you walk out of here, you've got some corners and dark places. We all do because we're just people, and you're going to have to ask God to help you get that lit up as well, whatever that is, either your heart or your tongue. Something to do with your heart, and it probably has something to do with your sexuality. Either what you actually are doing physically or what you're doing in your brain, in your mind, and in your heart. Until you're dead, you're probably going to struggle with this. I'm just telling you, I don't care what your age is. We're just people, and we're a guy, and we're a girl, and we're wired funny. Like, man, that felt good. Let me stick my finger in there again. Yeah, right, right. You know, right in a plug, right in a wall. Like, that happens. Yeah. We're charged up with some of the things that we really don't need to be charged up with. Our world participates with that and helps us do it. And so first you've got to kind of ask Jesus to help you love people and love God more. And then second, you've got to walk toward Jesus and not away from Him. You've got to quit walking away from the church and making excuses for doing that. Come on. I'm busy. Who isn't busy? You've got to quit making excuses for yourself and for your kids. We play soccer. We play sports. 
you got to quit walking away from the church. If you want to take baby steps, you got to say, I've got to manage this somehow. I'm not going to get it right every weekend, but I've got to try. Say, try? try? Heck yeah, that's called growing up. We've got to grow our faith deeper. We've got to mature some. Learning to be careful with the people that we're hanging out with. So walk with this kind of love, loving God more and walking toward Jesus, not away from Him. And here's my last one. Eventually you end up looking like a grown-up. You look like an adult. Somebody that you can re- that's responsible, that's dependable, somebody that you can trust. Somebody that's going to help somebody else. A disciple who makes a disciple. Yeah, that's how the church grows. No wonder the church is shallow. No wonder it's empty because we're all shallow in the church. Grow deeper. Grow deeper, bigger faith, so you go help somebody else. Got it? Got it. Amen. All right, let me read it. Verse 15, 16, 17. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days, that's the truth, are evil, and I can be too. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So don't wander off. Don't get too far away. Sometimes you don't have a choice and you've got to work shift work and there ain't nothing I can do about that. Nothing, sometimes the job we have, it's just we've got to have a job. I get it. But be careful. Be careful that you don't work all the time. Be careful that you're not gone all the time. I want you to be with all your kids, grandkids. I do too. I want to be with them. But sometimes you have to make choices and decisions about what you're walking toward and what you're walking away from. Walk toward God. Walk toward Jesus. That's where you've got to walk. Be careful how you walk, but walk toward him wherever he is. Be careful. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity because pretty soon you use up the last marble in your jar. Say amen. amen. I did a funeral this past Monday for that man's father sitting right over there. He's a Marine vet, and uh, he's been down Jellico, Tennessee for the last couple of years in a VA home. He's been sick a long time. Some of his lifestyle and habits and his life were not very good. And it caused him uh, probably a lot of health issues that he didn't have to have. But I said Monday that the best thing I could tell all those people and tell him was uh, a couple years ago, this man got to help baptize his daddy before it was too late. I'm telling you, some of you are that close, and you don't even know it. And I don't either. I don't know who's next. But I'm telling you, I do funerals every week all over the place, and some of us are that close. Get it figured out sooner than later. Start walking toward the guy who can really change your world. And don't wait. Don't wait until the end. Do it now. Get this stuff cleaned up. Your heart and your tongue. Get it cleaned up. Grow deeper faith. Bigger faith. Love God more. Love people more. And pretty soon you start looking like somebody that knows what you're talking about, somebody who's responsible, somebody who's dependable, somebody who volunteers, somebody who gives my time, talent, and treasure to something that's eternal, not something that's temporary, but something that lasts forever. People matter most. You got your T-shirt on today. Thank you. Thank you, brother. People matter most. Invest in people because Jesus does. That's your mission. Tell them about Jesus. Help them. Guide them. Be a coach. Whatever you can do. Bottom line, here we go. Learning to walk with God is a process. Taking many little baby steps over and over and over. That's what we got to do. Don't get distracted. Don't get sidetracked. 
Don't drift away from what matters most. People matter most. Grow to be more like Jesus. Do whatever rehab and recovery. Do the hard work of getting your life cleaned up, straightened up, sobered up. It is rewarding. Don't wait until it's the end. Don't wait until it's too late. We're going to take communion. You guys go ahead and pass the cups. You guys are home. Grab something. You can take communion with us. Bread, little cup. Hang on to the cup while I read this verse out of the Bible and then I'll pray. When the crowds heard the message of Jesus, and I hope that's what you heard me share today. You guys are online and catch this, whoever you are and wherever you are, when the crowds of people heard the message about Jesus, loving God more, loving people more, cleaning up our heart, cleaning up our mouth and our tongue, growing up, taking baby steps and growing up and being somebody who's responsible and a leader in my family, in my home, in my community, and in my church. When they heard this message, the crowds heard this message, they were astonished at Jesus' teaching. Hearing that Jesus, hearing this, that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees, one of them an expert in the law, a religious attorney, if you want to paraphrase that, tried to test Jesus with the question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law of Moses, in the Bible, in the Word of God? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Everything's wrapped up in those two verses. Love God more, love people more. God help us do it. And forgive us when we're stuck and unwilling to take a few baby steps toward Jesus again. Let's all step toward Jesus right now. Let's pray. God, there's somebody in here that needs to repent. There's somebody that needs to lay it down and let it go. And I just shined a light in this room in the last 30 minutes that reveals some kind of behavior or sexual activity or attitudes or thoughts or something to do with our tongue and what we say with our tongue or how we twist somebody else's tongue. There are things that we need to change now, take some steps in the right direction. We're forgiven because of Jesus our sins have been washed away, but now it's on us. Now we need to take a step toward you to really grow and mature and be more of what you want us to be to begin with. May we choose, make a choice before we walk out of this building, before we walk out of this room, and before we sing the last song. If we need to repent, may we bow ourselves on our knee to you and say, God, I repent and I confess my sin. And will God, will you forgive me and lead me to be clean and new again. In Jesus' name.
Amen. You guys drop your cups in the basket. If you've got an offering, put it in the plate. Put your gifts in the tide jug. We will help somebody or give away candy or pizza for trick-or-treat. We'll bless people because Jesus would. And if you're still here or online and you want us to pray with you in some way, give us a wave online or just come down the hallway if you're here in person. And I'll pray with you. I'll listen to see how I can help guide you in your thoughts. God bless you. God loves you and so do we.